which has been ranked the number one advisory firm by CNBC two years in a row. Joe, I wonder before we look ahead to what could be coming in 2021, do you mind just taking a moment to look back on this year and describe the current investment landscape? Sure. You know, it's been it's it's evolved over the year and it's it's moved quickly. And you know the uh, the important thing in in this this market um, that can has really moved quickly in both directions this year is to stay invested. And uh, we've seen a lot of technology stocks skyrocket. They've had meteoric rises this year. Uh, we've seen a lot of stay-at-home plays uh, gain traction, whether it's telehealth um, or telecommunications in different ways. <clears throat> and uh, what we try to do at Salem is we try to look thematically at the market and really, uh, really create long-term theses on what are the investable themes that could last one year, three years, five years down the line. Um, and so that's where we've really tried to, to sort of stick to our knitting, um, not necessarily uh, jumping on uh, the different uh, momentum plays, uh, but certainly uh, really trying to participate in ways that we think the market is growing, uh, ways that we think that uh, consumption and utilization are changing. And uh, one of the things that the pandemic has done is it has accelerated certain trends that were in place uh, a year ago uh, and created a lot of different opportunities across a lot of different sectors, <clears throat> across a lot of different geographies. And uh, so it's, it's been really an exciting time to be invested, uh, but one that certainly um, uh, requires one to stay on their toes. Yeah, a lot of challenges out there for investors. And it's also a bit of a tough environment for fixed income with the low yields, you know, tough to find that income when yields are so low. Any asset allocation recommendations for 2021? Certainly. So so yields are, are, are definitely low. And so the TINA trade uh, is uh, in effect to some extent, meaning there is no alternative and, and investors who are looking for yield uh, are looking beyond uh, fixed income and looking into equities for perhaps uh, you know good dividend paying stocks, uh, better yields. Um, interest rates are low though, so so that creates a bid for equities. And so uh, certainly uh, you know a, a strong equity allocation uh, will be appropriate for many investors, depending on time horizon, uh, depending on risk tolerance. Uh, fixed income, though, is important still as well, um, and you have to really kind of think beyond the yield aspect and, and understand fixed income's role in the portfolio. Uh, fixed income uh, instruments really dampen the volatility of the portfolio um, and uh, really integral uh, for long-term returns and balancing out the downside, protecting against the downside with some of these big market swings that we've seen. Um, so depending on investors' time horizon, risk tolerance, and many other factors, um, a, a strong allocation to equities would be appropriate, uh, but certainly can't forget that fixed income aspect um, and, and really try to take into account a long-term view uh, that will better, uh, better create uh, those compounded returns that we're all looking for. And don't forget that everything exists as part of the, the total return, the, the total portfolio. So no asset exists in a vacuum. Correct. Correct. You really want to look at the portfolio as a whole and not really become too enamored with one particular holding or one particular stock or sector. Uh, each particular security will play a role in the portfolio, whether it's diversification benefits, 
uh, whether it's looking for different sources of alpha, different sources of return. Um, so keeping the whole portfolio uh, perspective in mind is absolutely paramount, especially in times like this, because you can see stocks that, uh, again, are, are, are really performing well. Uh, you can see others that perhaps might not be performing as well from a price appreciation perspective, but offer really strong yields. Uh, and that potentially, again, can protect against some of those downsides, some of those downswings that the market can undergo from time to time. Again, just providing good diversification benefits and over time, all working together under the same plan for an investor uh, that will help you achieve your goals. So in addition to, you know, not getting too enamored with any particular stock or also, you know, don't panic and pull your money out, stay invested. Are there any other investing mistakes to avoid in the new year that you see people struggle with? Sure. There, there are many mistakes. There's always mistakes that, that any investor can make in any market environment. I think one of the big rules of thumb to always follow is, is to really try to avoid those all in or all out decisions. Uh, when the pandemic started back in March and the market really started re reacting and in some ways overreacting, investors were really kind of faced with this sort of do or die, fight or flight um, uh, stimulus. And uh, that you really have to kind of let that pass and uh, focus on the long term. You really want to avoid all these, these all in or all out decisions. And remember that it is okay to move into you know, a certain a cash position um, from time to time to, to wait for opportunities, um, but to go it's to take an entire portfolio and move it to cash or to, to, to make those market calls where you're really starting to try to time the market is really tough to do. And you really, you have to be right twice, uh, which, is, which is even harder to do. Uh, so, so I think that's, that's one rule of thumb. I think another uh, thing to keep in mind is to understand that the market is changing, right? So we talked earlier about different technologies that are, uh, that are disrupting trends, that are uh, changing the way consumers uh, approach the market, uh, that are changing the ways that, that people utilize um, different technologies. And uh, so you really want to focus on different ways to understand those opportunities. So instead of looking just at a uh, market cap or a price to earnings valuation metric, um, you want to factor in different things that help you understand the, the, the total picture. Um, so factoring in growth, uh, looking at uh, different companies that might be creating products that transcend uh, classical uh, sector boundaries, for example, um, that cut across different opportunities. So, and a good example of that is 5G. So, so we've invested in many different 5G companies. Some of them are industrials, some of them are telecoms, some of them are real estate investment trusts, uh, some of them are, se are semiconductor companies, uh, but they all focus on the application of, of 5G technology. Um, so I, I think it's really important to, to understand that the market does change, that industries are transforming. The pandemic, I think, has accelerated a lot, a lot of these changes and has created a lot of opportunities for investors. Yeah. And to your point about growth prospects, it seems like more and more of a lot of companies' value is tied up in the intangibles. It is. And, and that's one of the things that you really have to do your homework on uh, on the front end and, and our philosophy is to do the due diligence, 
to understand what are the real assets, <clears throat> what does the balance sheet look like, what does the cash flow look like, uh, what's what's real about these companies, what's the real currency, what what is the real forces that are driving them forward, and then also ascertain uh, what is being driven by sentiment, uh, what what are the intangibles um, that perhaps might not be driven by by real assets, um, and so it's really important to understand what you're investing in and. And certainly with so many technology stocks um, that have uh, really taken off and in, in many ways beyond their fundamentals, that's okay, but you really need to, to go into it with eyes wide open and know um, how far ahead of the fundamentals some of these stocks are soaring. Um, and you need to, as an investor, be okay with that. There's really two aspects um, to uh, investing, if you want to kind of cut it just in half. One is the textbook approach, which uh, you can study. The other is the behavioral um, aspect, which is can you sleep at night and are you okay with, with your investments and how they're performing? And um, you have to really, again, at some point, um, start to uh, understand what really is making the dollars go around the block for the investments you have. And um, the more intangibles you have there, the tougher that can be. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned, you know, markets are changing. Our world is changing. So finally, Joe, any recommendations you would add in terms of stocks, funds for 2021? I know you already mentioned 5G. Sure. The, um, so 5G is, has been... Um, Really, you know, I think it'll be an evergreen area moving forward where a lot of opportunities will arise for investment. I think it will change a lot of different industries and and uh, create new opportunities for investors. Uh, another area that we have focused on at Salem is robotics uh, and technology and, uh, and robotics in healthcare. Um, so the application of uh, robotic surgery for various procedures. Um, uh, there's an, a, company, a company called Intuitive Surgical um, that uh, has a robot called the Da Vinci Robot, where uh, the majority of the radical prostatectomies performed in this country are performed on the robot. And uh, more and more residents are being trained on the robot in various specialties. So you may see <clears throat> many other procedures um, that may be performed on the robot moving forward. And uh, there's also a, Another aspect to the investment where they may, it might enable um, uh, telerobotics um, or telecommunication so that different surgeons can communicate with one another so that, uh, for example, uh, residents could be taught um, via tele, um, uh, via um, um, various forms of communication um, across great distances uh, that will enable different um, different opportunities for, for healthcare organizations. So um, that's been an area that we've been focused on and will continue to be focused on. And really, um, the, the pandemic, again, has, has, has brought a lot of things to a standstill. If you look in retail, um, there have been certain things that just can't happen because you don't see uh, the foot traffic. You don't see people who are going to malls. Uh, and doing some of the things and, and participating some of the same behaviors that they participated in for so long. Uh, but in some ways, it has accelerated a lot of trends um, and created really a lot of different test cases for technologies. Um, and we've seen over the past eight to nine months whether those can really 
um, how proven those can be. Uh, so it's been an exciting time. Well, Joe, thank you so much for joining us. Really great to have you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in to Meet the RIA. Visit AssetTV.com for more financial news and information, and be sure to check out our other episodes of the Meet the RIA podcast.